When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I have um, I have feelings that I want to share. I was not aware that you had feelings at all. Yeah, no, it's true. I do. I know that I don't show them very often. I'm <clears throat> pretty monotone all the time. You know, I'm always serious when we do this podcast, a very serious podcast. Never joking. Yeah, 100% of the time, dead serious. Neutral Milk Hotel is a fucked up band. Yeah. And I genuinely think that people should not listen to this music. I think it's bad for your mind to listen to this. Yeah, if I believed in demons or something, I would say this band opens the doorway to hell in your brain and don't (laughs) listen to it. Here's my thing with this band and this podcast is, I I think it goes without saying really that the Weezer episode of this podcast is pretty much legendary at this point. Yeah. You have ruined Weezer for lots of people, for sure. Rightfully so. And I am expecting this episode to come in right underneath that. Just right underneath it. I don't think this is going to top Weezer for Paradigm Shift. Only reason being is that Weezer is a bigger band. Oh, yeah. The same effect. Exactly. Just on a bigger level because Weezer is a bigger band. If you come out the other side of this episode and you still like this band, please don't ever introduce yourself to us. I would be so surprised if anyone can hear everything that we're about to say and still enjoy listening to this band. Probably a bad person and I don't want to know you. It brings me so much joy to think about how many people are going to stop listening to this band because of everything that we're about to say. How many top 100 record lists will have to be rewritten after this episode? Let's just get to it. Neutral Milk Hotel, which we may or may not refer to as NMH just for the... Not a much easier to say. I mean, it's barely shorter. Say Milk yeah. Hotel. This band sucks. Neutral Milk Hotel sucks. They suck. We could say that. This band has put out two fucking albums that alone should be disqualifying why are we here (laughs) what are we even supposed to talk about how could this band possibly have done enough interesting things for us to roast them two albums 20 years ago there are lots of fans younger than the actual music It's because they got turned into a meme. I don't know if people are aware. If you go to knowyourmeme.com, search Neutral Milk Hotel, you will find in the aeroplane over the sea is quite literally a meme. Yeah. That's what it is. The definition of a meme. This album sells 25,000 copies a year. Here's the thing. If you were Amish and then tomorrow you got the internet and you were allowed online, you posted something that said... Hey, I heard about this indie music thing. What is it? In the Aeroplane Over the Sea would be the first album that you were handed. Meaning before Nirvana, before... Oh, yeah. That's so crazy to say. Just because of its meme status. Speaking of Nirvana, this band is the Nirvana of Elephant Six. 
a scene of music happening and the least interesting, most mediocre version of that scene is the one that gets turned into legends. That's what happened with Nirvana and that's what happened with Nutramilk Hotel. If life was fair, Robert Schneider would not have been born with the same name as Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo. <laughs> and he would have looked cuter in a newsy cap than Jeff Mangum. And if that had happened... We'd probably be sitting here doing an episode on apples and stereo because we'd be living in a better world where they were an overrated band instead Mm -hmm. of neutral fucking milk hotel. So what you're saying is, is you want to borrow my time machine. I talk about my time machine multiple times. Oh yeah. And and how you would use it to go back and uh, listen to like the who's band meetings or some uninteresting shit like that. That's what I would use it for. Yeah. So you can borrow my time machine and go back in time and maybe you can make the other band apples and whatever. That would be such an important thing to do for music. The world would be a better place. It would. Obviously. Inarguably, that would make the world a better place. I think the world would be a better place if everyone just agreed to never listen to Nutramilk Hotel ever again. Not only is every band associated with Elephant Six better than Nutramilk Hotel, here's something that is so hilarious and true. Every single member of Neutral Milk Hotel is in a better band than Neutral Milk Hotel. Except the singer. He's in a better band too. No, they're all in a better band. Every Every member. Every member of this band is in a better band. Julian Kosser is in Olivia Tremor Control. Grass Cannons by Olivia Tremor Control. And if you can't handle that, then backtrack to Define a Transparent Dream. That's the more poppy one. Jeremy Barnes and Scott Splain are in The Gerbils. You're going to want to hit up the song Fluid by The Gerbils. And Jeff Mangum has probably been in every other band we're going to mention in this episode. But Circulatory System and Try, Spinning Continuous, an album by them called Signal Morning. These bands were all making albums something that a lot of bands don't do so if you like those songs then listen to the albums that they made so much better than neutral milk hotel but but instead of people jamming all of those bands to the top of the charts they take this dude's basically diary of disturbed ideas did you say diarrhea or diary because his verbal diarrhea that he put in his diary yeah i would argue the lines get real blurry here i almost feel like this music was never meant to be heard if there was an interview where he said i never meant for anybody to hear this i'd go yeah i believe you that sounds accurate Yes. I was just doing stream of consciousness to get some stuff off my head. We're probably talking to a lot of people who have heard these bands and know we're right. But I think we're also probably talking to a lot of people pressing play to see what we might possibly say of what on some level they know is their shaky appreciation for this band. My wife never listened to it. And so (laughs) when we were giving my son his bath tonight, I was trying to sing her some of the things. And I was like, that's actually what they sound like. I know that I'm sounding whiny, but that's actually, you would just hate it. I know she would just hate it. People talk about this band like they're at the drive-in for sad kids. We have look on your face right now. You just (laughs) once what you said sunk in. I was like, what? (laughs) You just looked at me like, oh hell no! What did you just say? Here's the thing: you can hear better music than Neutral Milk Hotel at every single backyard campfire where someone has an acoustic guitar. 
Absolutely. Go to a party, throw an acoustic guitar at somebody, and it's going to be better. It's going to be better than your drum hotel. It's absolutely going to sound better. I guarantee it. I was singing Nickelback before we started, and I think I could sing better than this guy. This is the kind of meritless horseshit that makes a young Connor Oberst realize you don't have to be good at anything to have a successful career as an indie musician in America. I don't think we get to Bright Eyes without Nutramilk Hotel and fuck Nutramilk Hotel for that. I think we could make a huge list of bands that wouldn't exist without Nutramilk Hotel and not one of the bands on that list would be a band that no! would be worthy of 10 seconds of your time. Nothing that this influenced is good. No. Are you? Does anyone even think that? I hope not. Well, I never even considered that as something that we would need to discuss. Yeah, me either. I didn't make the list. Back it up. I think we got to have two lists. We've got to have the list of everyone who talks about Neutral Milk Hotel in an interview and then everyone who actually listens to the band. Because I think these are two very different lists. I think we're talking about one out of every hundred people actually think about what they're singing along to. <laughs> I would hope. Yeah. Like as in most people legitimately... Think. It's passionate because it's loud. <laughs> one of the things I read said he obviously didn't care about his vocal cords while recording one of the songs. And I was like, that is not. No, it's not a metric by which no. we should be judging art. This is the problem with the Internet. And I'm going to sound a lot like Jack White right now, by the way. Shout out to my dude, Jack White, because he's right about this. Fuck the fucking Internet. Someone's going to like it. Someone's going to give it a good review. And if you get lucky, miss understood kids everywhere will latch onto it as the thing that gives them their own identity. I like this album and that's who I am. Neutral Milk Hotel is my favorite band and that's all you need to know about me. Can you imagine identifying yourself with this record in particular? No. The one record? No. What about this album does some teenager listen to and go, this is exactly how I feel about my life. When this girl that I like in school and Frank and whatever, it's so fucked up and gross. Don't be like this. I know that people hero worship everything after the fact. Yeah. This. These people are creepy and weird. Look how great they are. But for some reason, he doesn't fall into the creepy and weird category. No, I am old enough. I was a around when this band was actually active and releasing albums and i'm here to tell you they were not regarded the way that they're regarded now this is such a retroactive thing 100 didn't become a thing at the time this band was not the band no one that you know would have made liking this band the focal point of their personality. That would not happen. Until a decade later. A decade later, after he pulled his fucking disappearing act. This guy's the new Sid Barrett. Yeah, that shit. The people who like this at the time, here's something that applies to them. And this is something that I've said before about other bands, and I think people think that I'm joking when I say it. I've never been not serious in my entire life. I am such a serious person. I think people like this because it's bad. And when I say that about music, people think that I'm joking about like a kind of person or whatever. I'm not. People literally like this because it's bad. And I found some comments on the internet that backs this up. From 1998 or 2008 or 2018? This is people who were not there this is an- talking about it 10 years later okay. after it okay, okay. hyped up. Okay. Someone defending the album Aeroplane. Quote, the music sounds like 30 musicians all running in and out of the recording studio at completely random times. The whole album is a clusterfuck. Yeah. 
and it's great. And quote, what? What about that? Just screams. I can't wait to listen to this. It sounds like a bunch of hobos ran in and out of a street, screamed at each other. It was awesome. Here's something that you and I talked about before coming here tonight. We both found reviews of In the Aeroplane Over the Sea, you know, all of them written 10 years later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're reading these reviews. Yeah, this guy hates this fucking album. Not only that, they were talking about all the deeply fucked up lyrics. They're pointing out the fact that they are fucked up and then they still... This band falls into that social pressure that people feel that you have to like it. Yeah, if you don't like this, you don't know anything about music. Dude, I've always believed that there is a group of people that meet yearly that decide what is going to be popular, what's going to work, what's not going to work. That's called high school, Mark. Yeah, well, they decided 10 years after this record came out that this band was worthy. An internet comment that I found, and I have decided to stop uh, drawing attention to where I sourced <laughs> these from. MySpace. I'm really trying to not cause problems for people who are not you and me. Uh-huh. Uh, quote, I love the emotion in it. Jeff Mangum does not give a shit that his voice sucks. He still belted out with every ounce of heart and soul in his being. End quote. People feeling like you want to be a singer in a band does not make you qualified to be a singer in a band. Stop liking bad music because it is bad. Yeah. Are these the same people who are really into those fetishes where like you get your ball smashed between two planks of wood or like drive a spike through you? That's a great question. Yeah. These are real fetishes that people have. I really want to know what kind of music are those people listening to? The stuff that's pure punishment. Only listen to punishing music because they want to be punished. By the way, I'm so serious right now. I think a lot of people assume someone who has a fetish drive a spike into my ball sack. I think a lot of people assume that person must listen to metal or whatever, but maybe not. Maybe they listen to bad music because they know it's bad and that's why they like it, just like they like bad things happening to their body. It actually makes sense. Because they know it's bad. It's punishingly bad music. So you listen to it because punishment makes you feel good. So you punish yourself by listening to Neutral Milk Hotel. Has anyone ever done a study on this? Has anyone ever done a study on the music that masochists like? No, it would be, I bet you it's not Slayer. Well, maybe it is. I don't know. I think there's two types of Neutral Milk Hotel fans. The passive listener who don't know anything about the band, don't know anything about what we're going to talk about. And then there's the other people that do know and still love it because they're fucked up in the head. Also, the entire thing is very specifically what happened with J.D. Salinger. I don't know how much you know about J.D. Salinger. I know I've talked about Catcher in the Rye on the show before, but what I haven't talked about is the reason why people think Catcher in the Rye is such a classic book. It's because it's the only thing this guy published, and then he fucking disappeared. And everyone knew that he was alive this whole time and, like, not publishing shit. Imagine the stuff he could publish if he wanted to, you know? It must be so great. The story. Yes. That's what a meme is. It's just a story that people create and move and push forward. And then it becomes the truth. But it's just a story that's been made up and told a hundred times. You get to project your best case scenario of your ideal artist onto a person who never actually shows up to shatter that illusion. If they were on tour and they were in the public eye all the time, it would completely ruin your idea of him. That's how you get Catcher in the Rye being the favorite book of so many delusional people everywhere. And that's how you get Neutral Milk Hotel. It's kind of like the story always comes with it. People that 
that I've run into that love Nutramilk Hotel, the story is such a huge part of it liking is. the band. Oh, he's this guy and he went crazy. Okay. All I could think is, well, yeah, he is crazy. Did you read the fucking lyrics? Yeah. yeah, he's fucking insane. I don't need you to tell me that he went crazy. He was crazy when he wrote this shit. You don't get handed this album without the side story. Always. That's a clear indication of bad art. It's shit. Because if the story went away, nobody would care. You have to believe the story in order to believe the band is good. Art does not need bonus material. No. Good art arrives in a package that you can understand for what it is. The bonus material gets put on a DVD later. No one tweets, make sure to check the bonus material and that's what's going to make it good. It'd be like buying a record and in the front of it is a little booklet that you have to read the story of the record. Read this before before you listen yeah. to the song that we released as a single to radio that you're going to hear without the thing you need to read to make sense of it. Right. Yeah. It sounds like such shit that you have to read this little booklet in order to understand how great it is. Who the fuck would do that? Nobody. I would hope that. Well, I don't know. I never underestimate the stupidity. I bought this record at Urban Outfitters, you piece of shit. In the Aeroplane Over the Sea is usually near the top of any list of the best indie albums ever or whatever. I've even seen it on list of the best 100 albums in history. Absolutely not. In what world? By no metric. No. I don't understand. No. Without the story, if you remove... I'll give you every fucking handicap. I'll give you everything that makes this interesting and I can still come up with 500 albums that are better than this. Sure. This does not deserve critical acclaim anywhere, anytime. This is not even notable. Before we really eviscerate this band. Yeah, we haven't even started. We're warming up. This is the intro to the show. Here's something that Salon published about this album. Quote, whoever or whatever authored the album feels as remote in time and space as the Big Bang and as omnipresent. End quote. God? This band is God now? I have no words. What? (laughs) I hope that person got fired. Whoever or whatever. Big Bang, Omnipresent, Jeff Mangum is God now? God wrote this album. (laughs) We need to calm down. I am dead serious when I say this. If you told me that Ed Gein wrote this record, I would fucking believe you. If you said this was the diary that they found randomly and they turned it into songs, I would believe you. This is not the work of God, whatever God is. This is the work of a deeply disturbed individual. It took me two entire years to get past the opening suite or whatever the fuck you want to call it of In the Aeroplane Over the Sea. That is a true story. You did tell me that. I've had albums that it took me years to hear because of how good the first song is. There's a band named Forest. They put an album called Full Circle. Half of the album is really fantastic, but it took me a long time to find out because the first song is a song called Hawk the Hawker that is so unbelievable. It's one of the best songs I've ever heard. Back it up and listen to that song over and over again. You know, Amazing song. In the Aeroplane Over the Sea, same problem exactly the opposite you just can't get through it because it's so bad it is so atrocious you listen to it and you give up i don't know how anyone got past the first shit on this it is so fucking bad what if it said on the album 
skip the first two songs. That would make sense to me. Because I would like to do an experiment where you play the third song, which is a song that everyone knows or is probably one of the more popular songs. It is actually the most popular song, I think, on Spotify. The title track? Yeah. Oh, everyone loves that. Yeah, yeah. well, I think people think that's actually the first song on the record. No, no, I think people love the opening suite. I think people love this shit. No. After doing my due diligence, I've decided you tell me to my face that you like this and I think you're a weirdo. Yeah, and we don't talk anymore. we don't anymore. talk anymore. I tried to listen to this album for this. Again, I made it to like halfway through King of Care Flowers, and I had to pause it and go listen to Olivia Tremor Control. Remind <laughs> myself why anyone even cared about any of this shit in the first place, you know? I listened to a couple songs, and I skipped, and I read the lyrics, and then I realized I didn't want to listen to it because I didn't want to inject my brain with the poison. Here's what doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me that Neutral Milk Hotel sounds like Marcy Playground with an accordion. <laughs> it doesn't bother me that Jeff is kind of doing a fake Irish accent. It doesn't bother me that the lyrics are nonsense because it's clearly supposed to be surreal. And I get that, you mm -hmm. know, like not all art needs to be literal or whatever. Uh, although I agree, fully agree. But in a weird way, I, I feel like you can hide behind that sometimes. When you're asked about the meaning of some songs, which yeah. I don't know if he's ever gone on record for anything ever. He has. Is he? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you can forever hide behind that. Or maybe people use that as a way to make excuses. Well, no, that's not real. That's not literal. But then I'm like, well, but if it is literal, but if it isn't, you know, swimming in art words and stuff. King of Care Flowers, it's going on and on, you know, lyrics or whatever, surreal, blah, blah, blah. And then I guess to the part about how much the mom is drinking and the father is suicidal. This is the point where the fake Irish accent starts to bother me because I'm like, hang on a second. We're singing about hopeless alcoholism with a fake Irish accent. What's actually going on here? You're telling me he's not Irish? He is definitely not Irish. <laughs> I knew a guy one time whose parents were from Boston. He was not from Boston. He went to visit Boston once as an adult. He was like 20 something years old. Came home with an accent. Oh, what the fuck? Okay, Madonna. The whole accent thing bothers me big time. Just be you. Fuck, dude. Who cares? I think the first time I heard this, I probably thought that Jeff Mangum was Irish. Yeah, kind of looks. It'd be the whole vibe, I guess. I mean, it would have made sense. I thought he was black Irish. I thought he was homeless. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> it's also my explanation for the I love you, Jesus Christ part. Oh, this guy clearly is obsessed with the Pogues. He's doing that drunk singing about Jesus thing. But then I found out he's not Irish. I believe if somebody told me Neutron Milk Hotel are now a secret Christian sex cult in upstate New York, I would immediately go, yes. Still doesn't explain the fake Irish accent. Nothing does apart from being a poser. That's what that is, is being a poser. You're not Irish. You just want to sound Irish. I get it. The Pogues are cool, but like you're not. Yeah, Stop. You're definitely Maybe not. he realized that, and that's why he hasn't put out a record in 20 years. I, maybe. Then what happens with this song? All of a sudden, I'm listening to the Dropkick Murphy's Little Brothers. I did see Ska in one of the descriptors of this band. This is the part where I always shut it off because I'm not down with anything that's happening at this point. Once you combine the fake Irish accent with everything else that's going on, and especially the lyrics about like alcoholism and uh, nihilistic worldview and everything, now we got a problem. If you get past the first few songs in this album, if you get past this horse shit, you just get to some more horse shit. Let me just save you the pain. Read Anne Frank's diary and listen to something else, dude. Punch yourself in the face three times. Read Anne Frank's diary yeah. and listen to your high school marching band practice. Uh, if you get through the opening suite, you get to the song Two-Headed Boy. Are we talking about the same record? 
in the airplane over the sea. Yeah. Two-headed boy. I, Two-headed. Uh, oh, sing it, please. Go ahead. No. I am listening <laughs> here where you are. Oh, my God. I quit this podcast. This is it. Yeah. This is the last episode I'm ever doing. That's Two-Headed Boy. Um, every cover that I've heard of this song is better than this song. <laughs> Every single There's song. a lot of covers. Popular song to cover. Probably the song that every indie kid uh, listening to this has their butthole clenched so tight right now. <laughs> Waiting. Trying to anticipate whatever the fuck we're about to say about this song. Staring at that shitty tattoo on their arm. So we have new t-shirts, but I just realized, can we say how... How specifically can we describe the designs of our new shirts? Uh, we have shirts that roundaboutly might kind of make you think of a certain 90s runs rock band uh, and or another famous rock band from the across the pond. It rhymes with <laughs> the bowling bones. The bowling bones. Yeah. Shmirvana. <laughs> <laughs> Shmirvana. Come on down to yfbspod.com. Merch store. Buy a t-shirt. Buy a flag. Buy a pin. Buy a sticker. What do you think the most common Neutral Milk Hotel tattoo is? Not the album cover because no, nobody's no, getting no, that no. tattoo. No, 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 I bet, I bet it is. No way. If we discount lyrics like text, yeah, which well, is no, we're saying, obviously it's going to be text. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the most common uh, lyric tattoo? Lyric tattoo? For Neutral Milk Hotel. I guarantee you that it's can't believe how strange it is to be anything at all. The way this dude is singing on this whole album, by the way, is fake as hell. So completely uninteresting. The only thing that they have in their toolbox is to let him clip the microphone to make it sound like there's just too much happening here because he's feeling it so much and it's so intense. Oh, my God. It's so fucking loud. He, quote, has a complete disregard for his vocal cords or whatever I read. But do people know that limiters exist and compression exists and he could actually yell as loud as he wanted to and they could figure yeah. out a way to not make a clip? Yeah. It doesn't have to clip. I'm not even a fucking record producer. I know it doesn't have to clip. An intentional thing. It's a conscious decision to allow the vocals to sound like they're... I think you should edit this entire part of what I'm saying right now to make it sound like it's clipping really bad because he's not as passionate as he sounds or just distorting his voice. Imagine knowing that your voice was so uninteresting that you... It's what happens when people can't sing. They do the same thing with the drums on the song Holland 45. And it honestly, it just sounds like shit. It doesn't sound cool. It doesn't lend an aesthetic to it. It doesn't create a mood. Because it doesn't have to. It's just fake. They have the technology to fix it. What it does for me is it makes me stop playing it and put on something else that I know is not recorded fucked up to make sure that my speakers aren't blown. Yeah. Cool fucking song, guys. You know what we should do? is we should record a song to make all of our fans think that we blew the speakers on their sound system. But if you think about it in the sense that kids buying the record at uh, whatever Urban Outfitters, they don't even have record players. They don't even actually know. So it works out. Oh, Comely is eight minutes long. Eight minutes long. If I wanted to just listen to a long-ass song, I'd listen to Dave Matthews Band. Oh, Comely is probably a good time to point out that a lot of this album is supposed to be inspired by Anne Frank specifically the diaries of Anne Frank, which I believe makes some of these lyrics pretty suspect. And now the and, episode begins. And I know that you've been waiting for a long time to talk about this. No, no, no. I don't have anything to say about oh, an entire don't? record written about a 15-year-old girl. And semen? By an adult male with lyrics like, wow, powerful pistons. I got the full thing. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Quote, the movements were beautiful all in your ovaries. 
all of them milking with green fleshy flowers, while powerful pistons were sugary sweet machines, smelling of semen all under the garden was all you were needing. You don't have any thoughts about that? My thought on that is if you told me that was a Jeffrey Dahmer written and he wrote that (laughs) shit in his fucking diary about something, and I am dead fucking serious when I say this, I wouldn't even doubt it for a second. Communist daughter, it's only two minutes long, but he still manages to squeeze in the lines. Sweet communist, the communist daughter, standing on the seaweed water, semen stains the mountaintops. How many hipster little fuckheads are out there singing these lyrics, not actually maybe thinking about what they're saying? Think about what you're saying for one second. Reflect on that. That's what I want to know because this band reunited and did live shows. And you know every single one of those live shows was populated with an audience screaming these lyrics back at him. Screaming about semen. It's a disturbing thought and I'm being very serious. What's this guy's deal with semen? I don't know because it when you correlate it with the fact that this entire album is about Anne Frank. And then he's writing these bizarro songs about semen mountain things. It's it comes up multiple times. Not the thing. I mean, very specifically, the word semen. What's this guy's deal with the word semen? Because he never uses another word for it. He only ever uses the word semen. What in the fuck? The only valid excuse would be he didn't have a thesaurus, but I don't believe that to be true. Never say the word semen unless you work in forensics. Here's why. It makes you sound like the person people who do work in forensics are trying to catch. Also, don't write a bunch of songs. Use the word semen over and over again. Then afterwards, tell everyone the record was inspired by a 15-year-old girl. For sure. That it really, really, really doesn't seem to add up to anything really positive. We should have a psychiatrist friend come in here and talk to us I want people to think about what they think about this album. He has gone on record saying a lot of this album came from reading the diary of Anne Frank. And then apparently he had a bunch of nightmares. He had the reoccurring dream, right? These dreams about going back in time and saving her, which that's fine. Like that, that's a philosophical exercise that a lot of people even have with Hitler in general. It's the same fucking thing. If you had a time machine, would you go back in time and kill Hitler? That's fine. But if you really are paying attention to the themes that are being expressed on this album, I would say the overarching theme, someone who adores something, their relationship with the thing that is being adored and how to draw these two things closer together until they finally coalesce into the same thing. You know, that's what the theme of this album seems to be to me. Sure. Uh, It's really about coalescence. Yeah. I think people really need to let that sink in for a second. There are love songs on this album. It's not like he goes back in time and saves her. Okay, you're safe now. I'm going to go back to the 1990s where everything is fine. No. I'm trying to think of what someone that's a fan of the band is thinking right now is going. Oh, they're no, mad. But he's just being sweet. No. He's just being sweet. No, no dude. No. no, he's not. Semen. Come on, man. Come is such a less scary word than semen. I think you should smash every record that you have of this band <laughs> and cleanse yourself of this gross lyrical content.
This is not something that you should continually put in your brain or sing along to while driving down the road to go see your mom for Easter. Oh, God, no. Or to go see your dad for Father's Day or if you hate your family to go see the new Transformers movie. You should just not listen to this music. We kind of got sidetracked with O'Comley, but honestly, the rest of this album isn't even worth talking about. They should have ended it at O'Comley. The next few songs are just bullshit musical interludes or whatever. I think no songs are good on this album, period. It almost feels like they knew that because after the two bullshit tracks following O'Comley, they make a reference back to the song they clearly expected to be the quote-unquote hit by ending with Two-Headed Boy Part 2. <laughs> I love when songs have Part 1 and Part 2 in them. But Mark, every real New Jamil Hotel fan knows On Avery Island is the real good shit. Is that the first record? Yes, yeah, their first. Damn it. I don't want to have the hiccups right now. And I have the hiccups right now. <laughs> oh, shit, dude. This ain't got to be good. You're going to have to say things like 25 times. <laughs> Everyone knows that the first record is the best record, just like every other circle jerk band in the history of Earth. Oh, my God. Earth. Their first album's the one, man. Aeroplane is so overrated on Avery Island. That's the real one. Everyone you, knows if that. If you want to trigger me, tell me to go back and listen to the old stuff. That is instantly going to piss me off. <laughs> Everyone does it for every fucking band. You go to a party at someone's house that you don't like, but your friends invited you. You show up there, and they're playing the second Nutramilk Hotel record. You're the kind of person that goes up to the guy that's hosting or the girl that's hosting the party, and you're like, do you listen to the old stuff oh, or no. only this album? You haven't heard the demos yet, you fucking idiot? <laughs> If you haven't heard the demos, you haven't heard shit. Here's the great thing about disgusting bands who've only made two albums. In 20 years. I definitely have time to go back and listen to both of these albums. <laughs> you can't even say go no. back and listen to the old shit for this no. band because it's two records. If we're talking about like Prince or something, heard all of Prince's discography. But if I hadn't, I definitely don't have time to go back and revisit it or anything. That's a lifetime oh. of music. Oh. But this, I can definitely listen. Do this in a I can listen to everything the new Jamilk Hotel put out in an afternoon. <laughs> None of it's good. Don't do it. On Avery Island is so bad that it's hilarious. What is this one a concept for? I don't know if there's a concept. Well, let's give it a concept. I think, oh, oh, concept. Okay. Um, what if we made an album for people who might like Cloud's Taste Metallic era Flaming Lips, but haven't heard <laughs> yeah. Cloud's Taste I Metallic? Mean, I mean, again, just by listening to the first fucking song, it's laughable. It's almost like a joke. It sounds like they're kidding. The only reason anybody listens to this is because of the second record. They sure. feel obliged. Oh, for sure. Here's my thing with On Avery Island. This sounds like someone made a joke about the flaming lips covering the pogues or the pogues covering the flaming lips. I don't know. Either one. One of those things. And then actually did it. Yeah, I got two songs into this album and I gave up. It sounds like a demo of a shitty local band. Dinosaur Jr.'s sensitive brother who's afraid to go outside because there's bugs out there. That's what this sounds like. I don't think you're going to find one old review of that first record. Of the five people that did, they definitely didn't like the it. The only good reviews you're going to find are retroactive, like 10 years after the fact. And here's a common theme that you and I kept finding. You sent me a review where I was reading it. I thought I was reading someone panning in the aeroplane over the sea. I'm just reading them describe why this music is bad at length. Not like 
a segue or Not whatever. Just, it's bad. Like going deep. The like hard. entire fucking article that they have written is about how this is not good. And then in the last sentence, for some unknown reason, it's perfect. Five stars out of five stars. The first record sounds like it was recorded in my friend's toilet. Five like, stars. It set the kick drum up on top of the toilet, put the microphone in the back of the toilet, flushed it, and recorded the kick drum. Perfect. Perfect record. It's fucking fantastic. It sounds like they recorded the vocals and the guitar mic, you know, like on the acoustic thing, like he yelled into the little hole. Perfect. Perfect record. Perfect record. The only excuse for listening to this that I will accept is you are trying to get laid. If there's a cute girl or a cute guy and you're thinking to yourself, I have to learn this record so that I can impress this person so that I can get laid, I still think you're a creep and it's fucked up, but I'll accept that as an answer. I think this entire music scene is what led to there being so many ukulele covers on YouTube. I would lay this at the feet of Neutral Milk Hotel. I think they're responsible for it. Because once you get started down this road of cutesy folksy music with cutesy folksy instrumentation, we're going to put ukuleles on it. We're going to put flugelhorn on it, whatever the fuck, <laughs> you know, like all this shit. When one of them is playing one of those flutophones. This is how you end up with people owning ukuleles. Every member of the band has one. And once a person's got a ukulele, what do you think they're going to do with it? They're not going to invent a new genre of music. How many ukulele covers of... ICP are there. No reason to listen to this in a world where ICP exists. If you gave me the choice every single day of your life, you've got to listen to either on your left hand, you've got Miracles by ICP. And on your right hand, you've got a different song by Neutral Milk Hotel every day. On this side, it's Shuffle. And on this side, it's just Miracles by ICP. I'm picking Miracles every fucking day. And I'm going to laugh my dick off to ICP every morning instead of listening to this trash. It's an easy choice for me. Maybe it's not an easy choice for you. You don't have to think about that very much. I don't have to think about that at all. That's (laughs) actually like a fraction of a microsecond for me to make a decision. ICP makes you wonder. They have lyrics on that song. You know, they're a little bit corny, but... Fucking rainbows after it rains. There's enough miracles here to blow your brains. Spend your time thinking about how magnets work, or do you want to spend time... Quick side note, I'm sorry. Have you been to Amsterdam? Yes, sir. Have you ever done the Anne Frank museum tour no i didn't go there okay that didn't seem like a fun thing to do <laughs> yeah call me crazy you're not crazy i got here's my experience with arriving in holland Hookers. i arrived at no i arrived in holland and i found out you could buy a bag of mushrooms for 15 dollars. so guess what i did the whole time i was in holland mark mosley you cooked mushrooms shrooms. <laughs> that's great definitely didn't go to the Anne frank museum just to bum myself out about history yeah so i did the opposite and i don't recommend it i mean i do in a weird way Wait, you went to the Anne Frank Museum yes I went to Amsterdam it was great. go on I looked at all the hookers in the windows quite the experience and then I went and smoked weed legally and then I ate space cake because that's what you're supposed to do when you're in Amsterdam and it was really great and it was really fucking cold because it was January and it was like freezing your ass off for some reason we thought it would be a really fun idea to go to the Anne Frank Museum which is cool it's part of history I'm not joking you it was five degrees above zero while we waited in line for two hours to go to the most depressing exhibit of your entire life you'll ever experience. I guess in a weird way, it's cool to say that you went there, but I'm just going to say don't go. It's, it's actually really fucking depressing. It didn't inspire me to write a record, that's for sure. My point is, is I didn't go to the Anne Frank Museum and leave there with a smile on my face going, can't wait to go back to the hotel room to write a record. <laughs> I left there going, fuck, that was a bummer.
What is a neutral milk hotel? I don't know, but I have opinions on milk. Milk is disgusting, dude. Why do we milk other mammals yeah. and then drink it? Human milk, human babies. Well, yeah, totally yeah, yeah. makes sense. And if they have to boil it, get all the germs and grossness out of it, do you suck milk out of an udder? Would you do that? That's fucking weird. Yeah, it's that weird. Is fucking- but someone puts it in a bottle and it's not weird. Yes, it's still fucking weird. It's got like blood. You don't see a lot of 30 plus year old individuals tossing back a tall glass of milk. No, it's no, no, no. It's not common. Some idiot's going to send us a picture and be like, look at me chugging this milk. Is the hotel what's neutral or is the milk what's neutral? The milk for sure isn't neutral. So I guess it's the hotel part that's neutral also fuck being neutral about anything neutral is a shitty either fucking be or don't be maybe it was milk hotel and that was taken what if it was never meant to be a band what if it really was his like way of feeling better about i think it's just therapy neutral milk hotel sounds like someone found out about william s burroughs yesterday and knew that they had to name their band tomorrow what's your band name oh it's mirror fart shoe <laughs> mirror fart shoe yeah did you really just that's off the top of my head that's dude. not something you've been thinking about <laughs> nope. for 10 years ladies and gentlemen mark <laughs> mosley is available i can do it all a fucking neutral milk hotel is your favorite band your favorite band sucks You're welcome for another semen-stained episode of Your Favorite Band Sucks. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Always go to yfbspod.com to grab a link to the episode and share it with as many people as you can. And while you're there, check out our merch. You may find it hard to believe, but if you type Anne Frank Seaman into a search engine, the only songwriter whose name comes up is Jeff Mangum. I've got to assume he's not the only songwriter who's read Anne Frank's diary or gone to the Anne Frank Museum or whatever else, but he sure is the only one who wrote cum songs about it. All right, look, there's no reason really doing a long outro this time, building up the reveal of the band in the next episode. There's just no way anyone is going to believe that we're actually doing this. The next episode of Your Favorite Band Sucks is going to be on the band Blink-182.